then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello and welcome back to our manifestation journey. I am your host today. My name is Mickey. Normally I host this podcast with my sister Sam and actually I will in this episode, but I'm doing this intro solo today because she's in Australia. Uh, We are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and we document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Yeah, Sam is in Australia right now, um, doing really, really well on her tour. Uh, At the time of this recording, I believe she is one week away from actually starting the tour. She's been kind of running around Australia with Nick and they saw Uluru and, you know, they've been in a camper van and visiting friends and family and it's just been a really lovely time. So I've kind of gotten gotten a couple of little updates from her uh, on her trip and she's doing well, but that leaves me to hold the fort here for OMJ. So she's operating on, well, it's like 14 hours. She's 14 hours ahead. So usually when I'm recording these, she's like definitely asleep. (laughs) Um, So we would like to introduce you to Cassandra Bodzak. Um, Cassandra reached out, her team reached out to us uh, in an email, uh, which is really brave, I think, of teams to do, um, to kind of cold email people and say, like, listen to our, you know, our author, our our person, because they're a really great guest. Pardon my tongue tie. Um, But they reached out to us and uh, we took a look at her portfolio and everything she's done. And uh, she's incredible. (laughs) We were kind of blown away uh, that the universe brought her to us. Um, No coincidence there, I know, but it was just such a divinely guided conversation. So let me introduce you to Cassandra. Cassandra Bodzak is a thought leader, best-selling author, sought-after on-camera personality, and speaker in the mindfulness and personal development world. She is also the host of a popular spiritual podcast called Divine Downloads. You may have seen Cassandra on ABC's The Taste with Anthony Bourdain as the happy, healthy living guru or in her work with Shape, Eating Well, Huffington Post, Teen Vogue, Thrive, Fabletics, Lululemon, Soul Cycle, and many more. She's been called an award-winning thought leader and intuitive coach in Forbes and a spiritual leader by Well and Good. Cassandra helps people all over the world learn the process for bringing their soul's desires into their everyday reality through her online group program, Divinely Design Your Life. In this course, Cassandra opens the vault and shows you the foundation, the tools, the principles, the powerful meditations and reflection rituals that she pieced together on her own to step into a new paradigm of living and become the divine co-creator of her life. I haven't taken this course personally, but from what I've heard from it and read from it, it looks absolutely incredible. Um, And Cassandra and her team have offered OMJ listeners uh, a deal. So if you use the code OMJ, you get $100 off your enrollment of this course when you pay in full. That's code OMJ for $100 off. So I'm going to link it in the show notes so that you can get to it um, easier. But I think that's just really generous and very, very kind of her team and her to do that for us. Um, She's also promoting her new journal that just came out called Spiritual Awakening Journal. 
Uh, this journal's been sent to us, but it's been stuck in customs, so <laughs> we haven't been able to get it yet. Um, but we've had a look over the digital copy. I'm such a paper girl, like I want, you know, I want the book and I want my pen and I want to like enjoy that sort of luxurious experience. Um, but I have had a look at the digital copy and it really does look incredible. Like the questions are super thoughtful um, and you can just feel the intention uh, that's that's set behind all of it. So all of this, and she, you know, she talks about her books and she's got lots of uh, free content on YouTube and social media. So she plugs all of this at the end of this episode, um, but I'm also going to list it all in the show notes. So you will have lots of opportunities to access Cassandra and her content. Um, this episode with Cassandra was really incredible. Like I know we say that about a lot of guests, but for someone that kind of came out of the blue out of nowhere um, and landed on our show, I mean, the amount of like tips she gave and insight and like she just really reframes how to look at your relationship with food. So that's kind of how Cassandra got started and she explains the whole story. Um, but the relationship that we have with food is really important because we all have to eat <laughs> every day and we have to walk around in these bodies that we live in. And she completely reframes what the, this relationship should mean and what a healthy relationship with your body and food looks like. Um, she has all these different like mindset hacks, but as well as like actual physical things that you can do to raise your vibration when you're when you're eating and enjoying your food. Um, yeah, there was just so many aha moments for both Sam and I. I, I don't really want to speak for Sam, but I know that I can <laughs> in this in this circumstance because we were both really blown away and actually started implementing some of the things that she talked about when it comes to how to genuinely enjoy what you put into your body from this vibration of love and acceptance um, and how to elevate your food and how to ele elevate your your eating experience and all of these things. It's just such a divine conversation and one that I honestly haven't really heard before in the, the manifestation world, in the vibration world, um, to call out our vibration, what we believe, right? The power of belief when we when we ingest food, when we put food into our body. What is our vibration doing? What do we believe that food is doing to our body? Um, it's much more than just like counting calories and carbs and, you know, punishing yourself through diet and exercise. It's way, way more complicated than that in terms of your vibration, right? Like it's not as simple as like, if I eat this, then everything's going to work out. It's like, no, it's all about the love that you have, right? When we do things in that, that divine love vibration, that's when you're going to see results. So anyway, I don't want to, um, delay this conversation any further. I'm so excited to hear from you when you get to when you get to listen to this episode because there's just so much game-changing information. Um, so reach out to us. Tag uh, Cassandra and and us. I'm going to link Cassandra's Instagram in uh, in the show notes. And uh, yeah, tag us and let us know the aha moments that you had because you can hear it in our voices. Sam and I have a bunch of them in this episode. So I really, really hope that you enjoy this incredible conversation with Cassandra Botzak. You, yes, you, we heard you. Did you just talk to your phone while listening to this episode? Yeah, we hear that a lot. 
so we've decided to do something about it. You are formally invited to join the official OMJ community, a place where you can meet up with other OMJ listeners to talk about the latest episode, celebrate what you are manifesting, ask questions, and engage with other woo-woo enthusiasts. Mickey and I realize we have each other to bounce all these juicy ideas about the universe, vibration, law of attraction, aha moments, and so much more, which adds to our increasing momentum. And we want that for you too. Apply to the private group on Facebook today by answering a few short questions and surround yourself with like-minded individuals who want to manifest their dream lives too. In this free group, you will also get first access to our private events, including our monthly online container called OMJ Engagements. Here we will host group coaching calls, guest speaker events, and whatever we feel inspired to support you with that month. We are ready to take our relationship to the next level. Come join us and our listeners in the amazing OMJ community. We can't wait to see you in there. And now back to the show. Hi, Cassandra. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on our manifestation journey. We're so excited to have you. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be here. I just, I feel like I love, 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 love when, when um, someone's team reaches out to us and says, you need to have this person on the show. And like, initially you can kind of be like, I don't know, we don't really know this person very much, but then I got introduced to your entire line and body of work. And I'm like, oh, we definitely need to have this person on the show. (laughs) It's just like so cool. So I just feel so blessed and so grateful to have you. So let's give you the floor. I want to know kind of how you started your manifestation journey, like how you kind of came across this kind of stuff and what sort of led you to where you are today. Yeah. So I started my man, I guess it goes all the way back to when I was in college when I was 21, I had a lot of food allergies and I didn't know that they were food allergies. I was just really sick. So I could barely walk. I described it as like your worst period pains times like a thousand. And, you know, and so that was my first kind of foray into like turning to my intuition. I went to a bunch of doctors, did all the blood tests. Nobody knew what was going on. And then finally I was just like laying in bed, like spread out and just praying, you know, wasn't super religious at the time or anything was just desperate really. And it was like, what's, you know, what's going on. And I was really led to food allergies. And so I went to the library, library back in the time and, you know, got out books from the library and started reading. And I just was like, you know what, what do I have to lose? And I put myself on this, you know, um, gluten-free, vegan, like elimination diet where you eliminate all these things that could possibly be, you know, causing digestive issues or whatnot. And I felt amazing. Um, and, and it was incredible. And that kind of kicked off this, like, I think the first like baby awakening of being like, oh, like there's something, there's like a deeper intuition or a deeper wisdom. I called it body wisdom at the time. (laughs) Right. I was like, there's like a wisdom that I have inside of me that's not like out there. Right. That. um, And so that was like the first little crack. And I started a blog. I started a blog, which is important to later on in the journey. So I started a blog at that point where I was just sharing recipes. So again, I was in college. I was in a sorority. We had like all different events, like charity events, stuff like that. And I love to bake. I love to cook. So I'd always make stuff. And all of a sudden I couldn't eat any of the things that I was making anymore. And so I was like, 
F this. I'm going to, you know, make like vegan gluten-free brownies. I'm going to figure out how do I make like a gluten-free mac and cheese or whatever. You know, I started, you know, making those kind of comfort foods and my, my friends in college were like, start a blog. So I did it. It was mostly for like my college girlfriends. They could steal my recipes and just like a passion project that I kept going. And so I moved into New York city. It's 20, I'm 25 years old now. And I was an actress at the time. And so I'm acting, things are going okay. You know, not bad. I'm on a few shows here and there. And my little brother gets diagnosed with this really rare autoimmune condition called primary sclerosing chloringitis, which is where your intestines and your liver pretty much eat themselves. And so that's when I had, he's stable now, thank God, but we didn't know, we didn't know um, what was going to happen because when I like did the worst thing you can ever do and like Googled WebMD and like read about it, it was like, oh my God, all these awful, awful stories. Mostly only older men got it. Most people didn't live very long once they had it. Like it was all these awful things. So I had my really big, like, you know, dark night of the soul moment when I found that out and just stayed up all night, like crying, screaming at God, like, why would you do this? Like, you know, my little brother, Kenny was like straight edge. He was like such a good student. Like, you know, I'm like, he's done nothing. Not that like anyone would deserve this, but you know, when you're in that mode (laughs) and that was when I finally at like six in the morning in my shower and like, you know, child's pose was just like, God, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And like, help me and show me like what to do because I don't know how to function in my life, knowing that like my brother is fighting for his life. And, um, and that's when I heard meditation Mm. and I remember, you know, my first instinct was like, what real, like (laughs) what? (laughs) And and so that's not going to solve anything right now. I was like, come on, you don't have, you don't have anything better than that. For yeah. Me? Meditation. Oh, yeah. No. Where's the secret formula to cure this cancer? I don't understand. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. It's some, weird, it's some weird shit right now. I want like a potion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but nonetheless, I was desperate, right? That's like a theme for me, I guess, you know, when I was desperate, like good things happen. Um, or I get out of my own way at least enough for good things to happen. And so I ended up, so the next morning when I, you know, ended up waking up after that horrible night, I was like, all right, let's figure out how to meditate. And so I, you know, I looked up, I was living in New York at the time. So there was like a Buddhist monastery in Brooklyn that I like signed up for classes with. There was um, Kundalini yoga that I signed up for classes with. There was a Vedic practitioner. And so I just like, was like, okay. And then I started Googling because I was like, I need this immediately. Like this is, you know, I need to like try to figure this out right now Mm -hmm. because just existing was so painful. And so I did like guided meditations that I found on YouTube. Um, I found like Abraham Hicks and of course in miracles and Wayne Dyer. And it was Mm -hmm. like this whole world just like opened up and I just like flung myself into it. And, um, and that's how it really began. And then how I realized that I was manifesting, um, is a really, 
interesting story because I wasn't doing this from a place of like, I'm trying to manifest anything. I was more so doing it from a place of, I need to be, I knew my parents were a wreck, obviously, right. About everything going on. And I was like, I'm like the only hope of like, you know, someone that can like maybe be emotionally stable enough to help him navigate some of this stuff. So it was like, I was, my goal was like emotional stability. (laughs) It was not like anything crazy. And I was meditating like every day, all different kinds of meditations, reading all these books, just like fully into it. It was the only thing that brought me some peace and like brought me some, Mm. I don't know how to say it brought me hope, but it mostly just brought me peace, you know, um, to be able to kind of move forward. And then as I was doing it, like a magical thing happened where I think from reading all the books and also just from meditation, I started just doing like little things every day that lit me up, that brought me joy. And so, you know, one of the biggest things was the blog. Like I had kind of, you know, not really been super active on the blog um, for a bit, but all of a sudden during this time, I was like, you know what, just making some food putting a recipe up on the blog, like it made me, I don't know, it just was very soothing for me. It was like a different kind of meditation. And so I did that. And then, um, and, and then the funny thing that happened is all of a sudden, like the blog started blowing up and I was like, so not strategic. I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally just doing things that I thought were fun and, you know, creating this content. And people started reaching out to me um, and asking if they could coach with me, asking if I could help them through what they were going through. And then I started making YouTube videos with cooking because I was an actress, like I said. So it was natural for me to like, let me do this on video. That's way more fun than me having to write all this stuff. And, um, And I started doing that. And then I got a call from the producers at ABC and they had like found my YouTube video and and it was a bad YouTube video. I want to just say that it was like (laughs) not a good YouTube video. It was a really like janky that people would be horrified to see this video now, but, but they were like, you're great. We love your personality. And we want you to come like audition for this, this cooking show that we're putting on with Anthony Bourdain and Nigel Lawson. And I was just like, you realize I'm like vegan and gluten-free, right? Like they're going to hate me. Um, (laughs) And they're like, no, 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 it's perfect. We love it. And yeah. And so then I ended up on the show and I, you know, how my like mission to teach people how to manifest kind of came about was after, you know, being on the show, I had a book deal. I had my, I released my first cookbook, which was called eat with intention. And I was going around doing all these like speaking engagements and book signings and things. And, you know, appearing more on like TV, um, just like little segments to do cooking and things. And I was like, this is incredible. Like it's incredible how this all happened. And I need to reverse engineer it so I can teach other women how Mm -hmm. to do this because I didn't do anything particularly strategic. I didn't do anything. Like I didn't have, nobody in my family is like an entrepreneur. Nobody in my family is like uber successful. You know, I didn't have like any cheat codes for this to happen, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I came to uh, teaching manifestation because I got to that certain point in my life with that, where I was like, no, I feel like I love, I still love cooking and all that, but, um, 
but I feel like the gift I really felt I could give the world was teaching other people how to do that more from a conscious place. Yeah. What a cool story. Uh, I know. I was like glued. Glued. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot we were on the show. Like, I was like, (laughs) that's a good sign. Like, oh, yeah. We're recording a podcast right now. So good. Okay. So I feel like. Are you at this point now where it's just you want to teach manifestation or are you still doing the food thing? Because I think that the food and eating with intention is something we've actually never we've talked never about, talked about it on, on the show. The show. Yeah. Like we've never talked about um, healing our bodies with food or um, eating intentionally. Like yeah. I know for a lot of people, eating is such a sensitive, tricky, confusing, um, confusing, (laughs) like horrible relationships with food, right? Like every time you eat, you hate the food you eat, you hate yourself after you eat it. Like there's, we've never had this conversation. No. And it's, it's one of the things that really drew me to um, your team, your email. Cause it was, that was, I think one of the final things that it said that you would love to discuss, which is intention, right? Mm -hmm. Eating with intention and eating with intention in relation to your body right? In appreciation of your body. So this is the fact that we really want to open up and elaborate on because like we said, we, we haven't talked about it a lot, but it's not, it's such a specific realm of manifestation that I don't feel like there are a whole lot of teachers on, Mm -hmm. right? Like this specific thing, which is everyone's relationship with food. And guess what? Everyone has a relationship with food. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like we and all need to master this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So could you elaborate on this and this like this particular, um, the relationship, right? The relationship between you, alignment and food. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it's, <clears throat> I would say it's you. And when I say you, like who you are is like, you know, divine creation energy, like your soul, your whatever you want to call that. Right. And then your body, which is like your physical matter. And then there's food. Right. And so um, and then alignment comes into it because so just from like a basic perspective. Right. You're either you're either in alignment or you're out of alignment. You're either in love or you're in fear. You're either remembering the truth of who your being is or you're not, you're forgetting. And so sometimes we like to like divvy it up into all these like little areas, right? Um, and it's fun and it, it's, it's helpful for us, great. But, you know, it's very similar. When you're in a place, just the same way we could talk about, like if you think about this, the same way you could talk about like living in abundance for someone that's like trying to do stuff with their career or their money. Right. You could also talk about living in abundance around food. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And not being in a place of like scarcity and fear and lack. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And being in that place of, of really being able to tune into that energy. Right. And it's an energy and a frequency more than it is a behavior. Right. right? Of, coming from that place. So when it comes to your body and food, what I like to say is, but you can probably, for anyone that wants to get creative out there, you'll probably stretch this metaphor to any other thing in your life. But with my body, it's like thinking about it being like a marriage, right? Like being in like a loving, committed, long-term relationship. Like your soul is in a committed, long-term relationship with your physical body, Right. right? 
And if you've ever, like if you're married or if you've ever been in a long-term committed relationship, or you could even think about it with a sibling if you haven't, but um, you would never say like, I can't love you until you lose 10 pounds to someone you love. <laughs> That's right? such a great metaphor. I love that metaphor right. so much because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You could say a possible thing would be like, listen, I really love you and I like care about your health. So I would really, you know, I want to support you in like getting into better shape or I want to support you in, you know, releasing weight that maybe is causing health problems or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you would say that, but it would be coming from such a deep place of love. Like right. I don't want, like, like I love my dad. My dad has like typical, like <laughs> the dad bod belly. Right. Yeah, yeah. And like, I love him so much. Like his body has no effect on how much I love him, but out of my love for him, I always like, I'm trying to like teach him a little bit more about how to eat healthy right. and, you know, like really his generation and stuff, but it just comes fully from a place of love. Right. So I think the the misconstruction that kind of happens is that like, Oh, if I love my body, then like, I can just like eat all the donuts and eat all the cheeseburgers and like, right, you know, right. lay on net, lay, watch Netflix or whatnot. And the truth is that when you love your body, that's actually when you find that like divine balance, mm-hmm. right? right. Mm-hmm. I find the more you love your body and the more it comes from that place of love, then all of a sudden, you know, and it's funny and I don't have the books upstairs right now because I, I, I haven't, I'm promoting uh, this other journal that just came out, but, um, the, the back of the book says you can eat, you can eat kale from a place of self-love or self-hate. Right. right? Which is such an important distinction. It's the same kale, but your body is not going to be able to absorb it in the same way, depending on the energy that you're eating it. Right. And so there's a couple of factors here, right? So the first, the, the first thing is your, in, your intention, right? And then the second thing is what like Bruce Lipton talks about, there's the biology of belief, right. right? And so the first part is, again, if you're eating kale or you're eating whatever, you're choosing, you're at a lunch place and you're choosing the salad over the sandwich because you're like, I can't have the sandwich because I got to lose weight or I can't have the sandwich because carbs are the devil or whatever it is. Right. (laughs) Like you're choosing the salad from a place of fear and scarcity and limitation. Right. Right. You're choosing that salad because you feel like boxed into a corner, like you're punishing yourself, except literally no one cares. Right. (laughs) Except you. Right. True. (laughs) You're punishing yourself. And so you're going to consume that, that, you know, that physical matter is now becoming part of your body and it's infused with like self-hatred. Right. right? Yes. And so it's not to say that eating a salad, right. You know, I'm a huge nutrition nerd. So yeah, like most of the time eating like an organic salad is going to be better for you than eating a sandwich because the wheat and gluten in this country is awful, you know, but, but it's different because like when I make that decision, I'm making that decision because I really love my body. And so I'm particular about what I'm willing to let into my temple. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we're in that space and all of a sudden you choosing the salad, 
or I don't know, it's a stupid example, but I guess it's like a basic example, right? Yeah. You could think about yeah. it, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But you choosing the thing that's more helpful is actually a gesture of love, mm-hmm. right? Right. And and we'll get into it. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about this food detective thing that I talk about and eat, eat with intention that I think helps that a lot. Um, and then secondly, the biology of belief, which is like, this is crazy. And this is something you can actually do an experiment with at home. If we all have pre-programmed beliefs about certain foods, right? And a lot of them are pretty basic. Like we have a lot of societal shared beliefs, right? Mm. So for instance, I would say that like most of us have the belief that if you ate like a dozen donuts for every meal for like a week, (laughs) that you'd probably like get sick and gain weight. That sounds right? horrible. <laughs> yeah. You'd probably, yeah. you'd probably like, probably not even make the week. And like, I don't think, no, I, I, get, I, I would survive. I'd rather starve. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but we have some of these like beliefs and then we even have each and every one of us have even more individualized beliefs. Right. So we have individual, individualized beliefs saying like, oh, if I, this, then I, you know, that's better for my body. And Mm -hmm. if I eat that, that's bad for my body. Right. And if you try just as an experiment for one week to eat in alignment with your beliefs, I think you'll be amazed at what happens with your body. That's so cool. Because Um, what happens is, you know, it's, it's harder to change the belief. It's not impossible, but, but first mm -hmm. is just taking stock of like what your beliefs are. So if you have a belief that, I mean, let's, let's take one that's like less, you know, polarizing, like, let's say, okay, this is, let's say one of you has a belief that like chicken is healthier and the other has a belief that turkey is healthier, right? Right. Or one of you has a belief that like kale is the best lettuce and the other has a belief that romaine is the best lettuce, right? Right, right. Where it's a little bit like whatever. Um, Then what will happen is the way you feel when you eat the thing like you both could be served the same thing, but the one that has the belief mm-hmm. that those two things are better for them is probably going to end up feeling better after that meal. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yep. And so one of the ways, so that's an interesting experiment is just to get honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And to ask yourself, where are my beliefs? What do I actually believe is healthy? And and beyond what's just like basically healthy, what do I believe is healthy for me? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, what's healthy for someone else, like might not be healthy for me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm very sensitive. So with my food allergies and all that stuff, as you know, so I know what's healthy for me, right? But this doesn't mean it's like the end all be all rule of what's healthy, right? right? And each and every one of us has our own compasses that way. Um, do you guys have any questions or else I could just, Oh my God. I just, I love, I'm just like, <laughs> like soaking up everything that you're saying. Cause I just resonate so deeply with all of it, but I'm just like, Oh my God, keep going like more elaborate, elaborate on that, elaborate on that. Like I'm just like ready for more. I love it. But I do one thing that kind of came to mind for me when you were talking about when you love a family member and you say, I want to support you. It brings up that mom in Spanglish to me. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen that film, but it's uh, Adam Sandler and um, the only movie of Adam Sandler that I like, by the way. Sorry, Adam Sandler. Um, and uh, Taya Leone. And she plays this like obsessed, like fitness mom and her daughter's overweight. 
And so she like goes out and she gets her clothes that are size lower, like a size, yeah, smaller. Thank you. And um, she's like, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose that weight and you're going to be beautiful. And it's just like, ah, like you just feel this like crushing, like there's so much influence from our quote unquote, our loved ones, right? Like from these people who have, they, I think they do have good intentions, but it's this toxicity, right? Like I'm doing this because I love you and that's not love, right? That's that fear and lack that you're talking about. And I think that distinction is really, really important because I think a lot of people are influenced by that outsider voice that says they're doing it or saying it because they love that person. And that distinction is really, really important. It's one thing to say like, I'm going to go for a run. Do you want to come? Like, it's like, sure. I'd love to go for a run. Right. Like not in a place of like, we hate our bodies and we have to do this because if we don't, we're going to be fat. It's like, okay, well, slow that, slow that down. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to do this because it feels good to be active because I'm grateful for my body that I, that I have this ability to move. Um, This is kind of on a sort of sideways tangent with exercise, but it's like that same motivation, right? (laughs) Like Sam and I love walking for our minds. Like we go for long walks because it's like a meditation, right? It's like, oh yeah, bonus. You get exercise from it. Same with yoga. Like I love yoga because it's really good for my mind and being centered, but also I'm moving my body and I'm grateful for my ability. And it's, it doesn't come from a place of, well, I have to fit into that dress. So I need to write like that punishment, uh, discipline, like aggressive form of that relationship with our bodies and with food. Um, So I just think that that distinction is really important to mention for people, like Mm -hmm. call that relationship out in your own mind if you have to. Yeah, no, I think definitely, you know, and that, you know, that relationship that I was talking about is really just a relationship with you and your body. Um, But with like loved ones, vice versa, you know, if you have someone in your life that's like a loved one, that's like going through something that you genuinely wish you could help them with um, health wise, um, the best way to do that is lead by example. Mm-hmm. You know, that I don't, I don't preach to anyone in my family. They all know I wrote a book on this. They know, like I talk about <laughs> this, like for a right. living, you know, but, but what they do notice is like when I'm home hanging out with my parents, my, like they'll notice what I'm eating. Right. right? They'll notice, like, I was just home with my parents and I was like, Hey guys, I also go on walks mostly for mental health, but also because like, I just like fresh air and it's like a nice relaxing way to move my body. And I was home with my parents and they're not like, you know, my mom's in a wheelchair, like they're not big walkers. Right. And I was like, guys, like, I'm like really Jones in to go on a walk. Do you guys have any paths or whatever? And they're like, oh yeah. Right. And we like went out, we wheeled my mom around and like we went on a nice little walk. And it was like, you know, and my dad was even saying, and then we went, we ended up going every single day I was home because like they really enjoyed it. And now they're doing that more themselves as well. And so I think if you, on one side, if you're someone listening to this that genuinely wants to influence a loved one or whatnot for a matter of health or whatnot, the best way you can do is just like doing you (laughs) and letting like how you show up for you radiate outwards. And the people in your life will just notice that and pick things up. The most influential I've ever been able to make 
is through those things, like little things. When I started eating like whole wheat bread instead of white bread, right? It's like people are like, my family noticed at home and they were like, why? Right. And they ask questions and it's so much better for someone to come to you and be like, Hey, I noticed you're making the smoothie every day. Like, can I try a little bit? What's it like? You know, why did you decide to eat a smoothie for breakfast instead of eggs or, you know, people will be curious. And so for anyone, anyone that has that, because I know sometimes when you're on your wellness journey, it can be hard to see loved ones that you feel like are, you know, that you just don't, you want to have around for a long time. Um, vice versa. If you have people in your life, this is my next question. What do you say to people that like has that overbearing mother or, you know, sibling or whatever, that's like hard on them about their choices. Yeah. You have to be, you know, you really have to be an advocate for your body. Right. This is, again, it kind of goes back to having that like loving relationship with your body. And in this example, you could almost think of it as like your body being like a baby, right? Because you would Mm -hmm. like, you'd be pretty fierce at protecting your baby if someone was trying to do something, right? And, you know, set a strong boundary. You know, when my, my parents had a really hard time with me not eating any meat, And they just didn't understand it. They don't, you know, it's just, they don't get it. And so literally any time, like I had any sort of, like any sort of like cold, any sort of anything, (laughs) they would be like, please just eat some, just eat a burger, just eat some chicken. (laughs) Right. And they just like thought every illness had to do with the fact that I wasn't eating meat, which of course it didn't. Um, And, you know, and so I think they, they, an evolved way you can handle that is one trying to realize that in their own kind of twisted way, it is coming from a place of love. Right. Even if it's not, you know, even that mom in Spanglish, you know, what you can kind of see through is that a lot of times the things people push onto you are the things they also push with themselves. Right. It's fear. Yeah. So she didn't, that mom didn't feel like she could be loved unless she was a certain size or weight or body. Right. And so she was projecting that onto her child. And I think a lot of times, the more that you can see that the easier it is to kind of like negate that with compassion. Right. Mm -hmm. And just say, thanks mom or dad or aunt Sue or whatever it is, right. Whoever's coming at you. I really appreciate, I appreciate your concern. I appreciate your advice and I've got this, I've got this and I am doing the things that I know are right for me and my body. So, Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you have to go as far as to set the boundary to say, I've done this with people in my life and set the boundary of like, this is not a conversation I'm willing to have anymore. Right. Right. And, and, and it seems harsh, but if, if you do it gently and they don't get the hint, then sometimes you need to just be like, listen, I've done this with people in my life about certain subjects. So I'd be like, I love you. And I love talking to you. And I want to continue to talk to you. But if we talk about this subject again, I'm just going to hang up because I have no space to talk about this subject with you. Right. And people will get it, you know, people will get it. And it's sometimes with certain people, it takes more than others, but you have to set that boundary because also your relationship with your body is, is so unique. And the only person that knows what's best for you is you. 
Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you'll, maybe you'll see something or you'll read something or you'll hear something from a friend or a podcast or whatnot, and it'll resonate, right? And you'll be like, oh, wow, like, I didn't even think of doing that. Right. And it'll feel really good and it'll feel really expansive. And so then, you know, that that's like, that's like something to investigate. Right. Well, you know, Sally told me that she's going on like hour long walks and it's not only, you know, she's feeling better and she has less anxiety and she's even noticed that like her clothes are fitting a little bit better and she wasn't even trying or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, that's a good idea because I really hate the boot camp class I'm doing <laughs> or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. So. Um, so, so we all inspire each other in that way. Um, and then talking about, you know, here's the thing talking about it, it's really asking like why about like weight loss. I feel like weight loss is like such a taboo subject. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but we can also have that conversation with ourselves. Right. And there is a way to feel like you have weight that you're ready to release um, from a place of love. Right. Mm -hmm. There is a way of, you know, when you, I mean, maybe, maybe you don't, Call back if you don't, but like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, as, especially as women, like we know, we know when our body is feeling its best. And sometimes we know when our body is carrying a little extra water at certain times during the month. Mm-hmm. We know when our body is like hormonal and breaking out. Like we're, we're pretty in tune and can be in tune if you start paying attention to, to kind of what's going on with your body. Right. And so, the same way, if your body's like, if you're breaking out a lot or you're having a lot of hormone fluctuations and mood swings and stuff like that, you know, you, that's like a signal that your body is alerting you to something, right? Mm, right. And so you can tune into that and be like, what would be most supportive for the miss right now? Maybe, maybe it's less coffee. Maybe it's more rest. Maybe it's drinking mm. more water. Maybe it is taking a supplement or going to get a, you know, a blood test if it's really wild and just being a good steward of your earth suit. Right. right. Yeah. And so uh, sometimes weight losses, weight, weight gain can be part of that too. Oftentimes, you know, um, weight gain can be, um, your liver really struggling to process things. Um, weight gain can be sometimes you not nourishing yourself, right. Eating too many things that don't have like nutrient dense qualities mm-hmm. and kind of eating oftentimes it's just a symptom of like something else that's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. And so maybe it's like, oh, you've noticed that like you've gained a little weight, but what it really is, is that like, you're not prioritizing yourself. So you're like driving all your kids soccer games and like eating fast food because you, that's what the kids want. Right. And, and it's not about the weight at all. Actually, the weight is just a symptom to alert you to something else that your, you know, that needs to be paid attention to. So oftentimes I think it, whether it's, you know, breakouts or weight gain or stuff with your hair or skin rashes or whatever it is. Um, it's good to just do a little meditation with it or reflection and spend some time with it and, and just tune into your body and say, okay, 
you're feeling really bloated right now, or we've got this stuff going on with our skin or, you know, whatever is going on, right. Or you're feeling exhausted all the time, right. They're all symptoms, right. Just like weight gain and to just tune in and say, okay, what do you need right now? Like, what do you need right now? How can I support you right now? Mm -hmm. And then because there are symptoms, when you handle what's at the core, they'll dissipate themselves on their own. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you, when you say the core, cause I feel like, like I'll use myself as, as an example. Um, when I was, you know, I don't like using these terms, but I feel like they explain what I'm trying to say after having kids, right. Your body changes. So you're like, you know, you're not fitting into your clothes and you're just like, ugh, like it just feels kind of depleting. And so I felt aversions even to podcast titles that were like, how to lose weight with meditation or vibrate. Like, I was just like, nope, I don't want to listen to that. Like, I don't even want to like the fact that people have clicked on this episode. I'm like, okay, like if you've struggled with your weight or your body image or your mental health in relation to your body at all, good for you for clicking on this episode. Um, Cause you have to be open, right? You have to be open to, you know, lifting up the cover and seeing what the core is and seeing what's inside. Like some people's food trauma, right. Is like really, really deep seated. So if I'm just wondering, like if you have any advice for people who are like, that sounds terrifying to me, like sitting down and asking my body what it needs. Like, Oh, like, can we start with like a baby step? Maybe like that might sound like a baby step, but I just know from experience when my relationship with my body felt a little bit more damaged, sitting with myself and asking myself that question would have scared the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, like, I'm not ready for that. Okay. Well, if you're listening to this and you feel that way, then you especially need to ask that question. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I know. There's a lot of juicy stuff just waiting for you um, at the other end of that question. But the, the beginner step that I would say, and the way that, especially in that situation, like I said, if we start thinking of, of like these, like quote unquote things that we want, right. We want like you know, if we want weight loss or we want perfect skin or we want endless energy or we want glowing, whatever, right? (laughs) All these things that we think that we want. If we start just thinking of them as like side effects, right? Right. They're like side effects of other things, Right. right? And so if you get to that point, they're side effects of nourishing yourself well, loving yourself, having enough self-care time, taking care of yourself, being a good steward of your physical body. They're just side effects. And like no one goes through their entire life journey with all of them in check. Right, right. (laughs) Because all of us are going, it's just kind of showing us, oh, you're not dealing with this well. Right. right. Or and that's a negative way of saying it, but it's kind of just trying to help us guide us back home, right. To what would actually feel really good and loving. So right. for instance, for that, like postpartum thing, I agree. It's like when you're in a postpartum, the, your focus, you know, shouldn't be weight loss. Right. But yeah. weight loss would come as a side effect. If you focus on self-nourishment, right. right? If you focus on taking care of yourself. Right. And when I say weight loss, you know, 
every body is different, right? But we all have, we all have different weights that we feel are best in. Mm-hmm. We, that we feel like, oh, this is the weight we're like, I, I move well in this weight and mm-hmm. I feel energized in this weight. And like, we all have different points like that. And your body wants to be at that point. Your body wants to feel good. Your body wants to be able to move freely and pick up your kids and grab the groceries and go on a walk and rollerblade or whatever. Your body wants to be able to do it all. And so your body will naturally get back to that place often when you're in that space of self-nourishment, right? right? So in that conversation and some of those whatever that thing is, whether it is you just had a baby or maybe you went through like a hell year at work and were like super stressed or maybe someone in your family was sick and you were dealing with that. I mean, we have all sorts of things that happen in life that put a tremendous stress on our body. And I think, you know, when we start looking at that place from a place of self-love and saying, what could I do to nourish myself? So go going back to that, what you were saying, like someone that's scared to meditate and kind of tap in, yeah. I would say the, the, the baby step you could take is asking yourself, well, what's one good thing mm-hmm. I could do for my body right now? And just right. start with that. So maybe it's like going on the walks, Maybe it's like, you know what? I can go on a walk. That would be good for my body and my mind. Maybe it's, I'm going to be better about going to bed earlier. So I get a full eight hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's simply, I'm going to promise myself to drink more water during the day. Something (laughs) all of us can do. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it doesn't, I think so often. And because it's such like a, it's such a, a big like industry, Mm. we've been taught that like, optimal health or whatever has to be so intense intense and complicated and you need a specific formula when in reality, like it's literally eat more fruits and vegetables, (laughs) you know, like, can you incorporate a couple more fruits and vegetables into your day? Can you start drinking water? Can you get some movement? Even if it's just, you know, it's walking, you know, walking is like one of the best things because of the, it also helps you mentally. Yeah. Um, and it reduces your stress levels and helps your nervous system, you know? So I would say then just begin there, begin with things that are really basic that, you know, are good, like are good for you. Yeah. Right. And that can kind of start your journey and you'll start seeing shifts. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I've been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, There was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. 
it just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability. You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. M-I-C-K-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-I-N-G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. It's funny. I was actually recently in a, a channeling session with a client and um, I channeled like a message for her and it was like to, um, to eat. <laughs> like they were like, eat and enjoy the taste of what you're eating, like eating with that mindfulness, that presence, that like, and I didn't know it at the time, but she started laughing. And then she was like, um, I just started a uh, cleanse on Monday. And she's like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate all the things I'm eating. And I like, we're both laughing and they're like, no, universe isn't like that. They want you to eat good food with flavor and taste and like, enjoy it. Because as humans, like, we're so quick with this culture to demonize food. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not the food people. <laughs> like it's it is the energy. Kind of, like it's the energy of what you're eating and how it feels. Yeah. But it's also, you know, and that to, you know, kind of bring us back to manifesting and how it all connects too. It's like everything is everything is your energy. Right. Right. It's yeah. all of your energy. So you can show up to a, an event in like, uh, oh, like nothing ever happens for me and, you know, right. whatever, in like a, poop, a poopy mood or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that will that will affect how people interact with you and that will affect what comes at that event. You can show up at the event with like full of possibility and in abundance and in that space of like anything could happen. Who knows what I'm going to meet tonight? Like I'm just going to show up and be present with every single person that, you know, comes up to me and says hi or I feel like, you know, called to say hi to and just try that like it's working out for me in a way that I don't know. And so we know that that's like manifesting 101, right? The energy that you embody for your day, you're either amplifying your magnetism or you're squelching it, right? Right, Based on, are you in that zone of, are you in the joy? Are you in the peace? Are you in the trust? Are you in the faith, right? Right. And you can take that over to food, right? right? If you think about it, yeah, it's, I do think it's so much bigger than the actual food we eat. I think most people have to start off in that conversation of because of the belief component, because right. most people are starting off with really strong beliefs about what they believe is good and what they believe is bad. So if you tell someone that it's okay, that they can eat 
like whatever it is, like the cheeseburger milkshake with a slice of cake or whatever it is from a place of joy and it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have such strong beliefs right. against that, right. that it actually will negate. Right. Because the larger part of their being is in vibrational alignment to that being bad. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Now, if you've ever been on a vacation or like you've been on a vacation where you're just having so much fun, where you were just like maybe with your significant other and you're in love, maybe just with your friends and like having a great time. And you're just like in that vibration of joy. Most of the time you could eat whatever you want. And you look sometimes even better when yeah. you're like, right? Yeah. Yep. Like I remember like when I, went to to it, I went to Italy for like a month. Yeah. And like after being like super like, you know, strict with all my food allergies, I already paid for this trip with one of my girlfriends. And I was like, F it, you know, it's Italy. I gotta eat all the things. Yeah. And I felt amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like so ha- like it was fine. Like I was glowing, like my skin was glowing from like the olive oil. And like <laughs> it was just like it was amazing. And so, so absolutely, yes, you can eat that. So I just think it's like honoring like where you're at in the journey and sometimes baby steps with that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately that's where you can get to, right? Or we can get to that place where we will, you can, the energy in which you eat something affects so much of how your body digests it, right? right? So if you are going to eat that thing, which is why like, you know, I have some clients that I work with around this and I'll tell them that like, I don't like putting like food off limits, right? That's like not, mm-hmm. I'm not about that, but I'm just like really choose that food, right? Yeah, yes, so if yeah. you want that, like if you want that piece of cake or that cupcake or whatever it is that you like, your like <laughs> sweet stuff, I want you to make sure, like, I don't want you to just eat a random thing that your coworker brought in, right? right that is like, right. Eh, like five out of 10 satisfaction, right? No, like if you want to, if your coworker brought in like cupcakes from like a grocery store that you're like, those are probably not going to be great, right? Yeah. Um, but you really want a cupcake. And I'm like, okay, go look up to, go look up your favorite cupcake place. Yeah. Maybe even invite like a girlfriend, have like a cupcake and tea date. Like enjoy I love it. this so much. Yes. And I guarantee you, you're going to feel great after that cupcake. If you're like in the, like, I'm honoring that. Like, it's the same thing. Like, you know, if it's like a a burger or fries or whatever it is, like go to a place where like, you know, that it's like going to be amazing, right? Like it's going to be really good. And like the atmosphere is going to be good. Like, don't need that in your car. Like, (laughs) you know, like do that. And like, I don't care. I don't care if you do it alone or you do it with a friend or you do it with your significant other, but mm-hmm. like the more you do it with that intentionality and you're like, Oh, this is like, I am treating myself. I really had this craving for this thing. I went out, I went to this restaurant that I know makes it the best or my yeah, favorite yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Then it's like, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. A completely different experience. from you being like a corporate barbecue and just eating like, a, you know, a, like a rock solid burger because uh. you know what it's like, no, no, like, no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> better than the no. yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we have this. Um, ex- like we speak we're big in, movie buffs. Yeah, we, we haven't movie. picked up on that yet. We've already talked about Spanglish. Spanglish, Spanglish yeah. In Crazy Stupid Love, he like, you know, is transforming 
It's Ryan Gosling. Ryan, Go- Ryan Gosling transforming Steve Carell, right? Does a whole wardrobe. And he's like, oh, my jeans are fine. And he's just like, why, no. why can't we just go to the gap? Why can't, yeah, why can't we just, and, and Ryan Gosling's like, be better than the gap. And we use it all the <laughs> we time. Use it all the time all for things that time. are like, how can we live in a life of abundance? And this is exactly that. Like it's living a life of intention. Intention. Mm-hmm. And how Luxury. can I make every experience I have so abundant, so luxurious, so awesome? And you know? special. Like, because we deserve that all the time. Yeah. 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 I love this. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think also, even when you're eating, you know, for me, one of the biggest things when I started eating um, vegan and gluten-free, I really like thought all of it was like mush and ugly. And I didn't know, I was like 21. I didn't also know how to cook at all. And so I was eating just bowls of like stuff, you know? And then I really like realized that like, this made me sad to eat this because of how it looked. And one of the things I really take pride in now is making like everything beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having sometimes, even if you get like one, like you could go, if you don't want to like redo all of your, you know, China or whatnot, I get that. But like, you can go to like anthropology or some like nice plate stores and they have like a discount rack where you can get like one or two of like a bowl or, you know, just small mm-hmm. things find ones that are like really beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Like a beautiful bowl that you could that. have like your yeah. fruit in in the morning, a beautiful plate for you to put your salad on. And then even take time, like when you're, you know, when you go to a nice restaurant, so much of it is like how they plate it. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like the difference between going to like a diner and going to like a, yes. a, a higher quality restaurant, a lot of times doesn't necessarily a lot of times it's just how they played it, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, they've plated it. They've taken more care to, you know, how the elements kind of look together and work with yeah. each other. And you can do that at home. Like, even if you're making yourself like, you know, sometimes I'll make myself, I'm just like snacking. I'll make myself like a little cheese board plate of just like, you know, some like apples and grapes and almond butter and like little like snacky things that I can just kind of have yeah you know, while I'm like working or whatnot. And, but the fact that it's like right next to me and it looks so beautiful Mm -hmm. and I have like, you know, I, I set it up. Like, I mean, you know, some people could call me nuts, but like (laughs) I set it up really cute for myself. Right. Because even just knowing, like I have this really cute little, you know, apple, like almond butter and like some fruit board here as I'm like, you know, working through meetings and stuff like that it is like a sign that I care about myself, yeah, right? that I'm nourish- nourishing myself and so much more. It took me maybe five minutes, right? Yeah. But like completely different experience for me, yeah. just like grabbing like an energy bar. Right. Yeah. Or a bag of chips. Cause it's or a bag of chips and just yeah. having that like next to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So true. I have a question for you that I feel like can be such a controversial topic in this arena. Um, yeah. This question's kind of for our friend Karina. Cause she talks about this a lot. <laughs> um, so we love really good wine. Like we mm. really enjoy it. So I'm wondering, like for me, for example, a really good glass of wine or a really good, by good, I mean like a little bit more pricey, um, you know, maybe from a vintage or something, but you can tell there's been care been put into this wine. I'm not talking box wine. I'm talking like someone put some thought into this bottle of wine, um, or like a really good cocktail or like something that I genuinely, for me anyway, it puts me in this beautiful state of presence. And so there's this like, 
idea that, you know, nope, alcohol is bad. You can't have that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm not suggesting you go out and drink a whole bottle of wine, but the emotion that it brings for me, particularly in a certain circumstance with like a really delicious piece of cheese, you know, like it's like, it it becomes an experience for me. Um, It puts me into this beautiful state of presence. For me, it's oysters, frites, and a glass of white wine. I'm like, I... This is it. This is why I incarnated into planet Earth to have this experience. Like it makes me so present and so grateful. So I'm wondering what your stance is on that. Nothing that you feel that way about could be bad for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Nothing that you feel like literally, and I understand what you mean. We're like, I incarnated to have this experience. (laughs) Like this is one of the experiences I checked off before I ascend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for the oysters and wine. Yeah. Um, you know, I think absolutely, absolutely. I think it can be alcohol can be drank consciously. And um, I think one, obviously, there are people that <clears throat> can't drink alcohol, right? There are people yeah. that have, you know, addictive tendencies with it and stuff like that. And so I think it's a very individualized perspective, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it also, again, I think goes down <clears throat> to your belief around it. Right. Right. So if you can feel like I feel so good, I feel so present. This makes me feel good. I can have one, two glasses of wine at dinner and then feel fine the next day and feel good. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be. And so that would be something that I would say, yes, for you. Absolutely. Right. Right. Um, some people are going to maybe have that, maybe don't have those romance, like don't have that feeling or that energy. And some people might be drinking it from a place of social anxiety. Right. Um, right. Which again, it's like everything has the energy in which you bring to it. So if you're bringing to that with this intention of like presence and enjoyment and just like basking in the pleasures of having, you know, our, our in our earthly body, you know, <laughs> then it's going to have that. Right. right. If right. you're bringing it with the connotation of like, I heard that, al- you know, alcohol kills brain cells and like, it's not good for you. And I'm going to like have whatever, you know, then, okay, you're also going to manifest that. Right. 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 And so for people that have strong negative beliefs against it, then the best thing might be for them to just not do it. Right. 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 It's certainly yeah. easier than changing their mind. Right. <laughs> and just be like, yeah, okay, so then true. for you, maybe it's a no. Yeah. Um, I, you know, one of the other things that Joe Dispenza taught me. Love um, him. I love him. We talk about him a lot. <laughs> love love him. Yeah. yeah. He's a huge wino. Yeah. Um, awesome. Huge wino. And he actually has a wine blessing. Oh, so I didn't know he that. He has you- a wine blessing. So you like raise your glass and. You, um, you, in, you infuse the glass with the frequency and you put it on your heart and you put it in your third eye and wow. then you drink it with an intention. So you say like, I'm drinking this with the intention of feeling like my body expanding and more love. And then you drink it. Oh. And so I oh like my to God, do that. I love that so much. I will be using that. I will be the weirdo in the restaurant (laughs) with the wine glass on my forehead. (laughs) It's so good. And you can do that with your food too. Like you can do that with anything, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if you see people just like sending Reiki your energy to their food, right? You can do that. You can put a blessing over your food 
I think it's a great loving practice, no matter what you're eating Yeah. Um, to put a blessing. And again, you could do that blessing with water, right? Why not? Yeah. Imagine yeah. what would happen if we all blessed our water every day, right? Yeah. That like, is such a we're so powerful. life hack. I love that this so much. This has been a really helpful episode. Yeah. There's been like a so million many. tips. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, I think we have to like tease this all out and like yeah. write them all down. Yeah. Like, there's just been so- It's been, it's been really, really amazing. Really amazing. And I think like, you know, we were saying at the beginning of it, everyone has a relationship with food. So if you can take one tiny tidbit from this like episode to start bettering that relationship, it's like, it's almost, it's really, if you really think about it, one of the most valuable relationships that you have in your life and one that we don't really talk about. Yeah. Right. You think like the relationship with yourself, the relationship with your family, it's like, oh, and also um, food, like, you know, you kind of need that to like live. So yeah. um, maybe let's make some good decisions <laughs> based on our vibration, right? Like it's not something that I feel like we talk about too much. So mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate you being kind of the catalyst for this conversation. I'm just, I'm very, very grateful. Mm-hmm. Thank so you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad that this came up and um, for anyone that wants to dive deeper into it, my book, Eat With Intention, it has recipes and meditations, but the whole first part kind of talks about a lot of the things. It even goes, in, we didn't get to get to it in this conversation, but it goes into how to be a food detective with yourself and how to figure out what foods work for your body and wow. how to release some of your negative um, beliefs and feelings around your body. Um, I so I think that. that'll be a great resource for anyone that is... Like, oh no, yeah, this is something that I'm ready to work on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, well, I love that. I love that you're the title of your book. It talks like recipes and meditation. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand? Yes. Yes, they do. Um, yes. And I love that. I love that idea, that detective work, because that's like what we do, you know, any type of like shadow work or self healing, like food can be such a big part of that. So understanding mm-hmm. your triggers, your beliefs, where those come from, like mm-hmm. all of that stuff is really, really helpful in understanding why your relationship with your food looks the way it does, right? Like mm-hmm. some people don't even stop to ask that question. Um, let's promote more of your things. Talk about all the things that you're offering and where people can find you and like pump yourself up. Yeah. So uh, yesterday was actually the launch date of oh, my spiritual yay. awakening journal. Congratulations. Um, thanks. So this is a guided journal. I definitely recommend this to anyone that is on a self-discovery path. I've like curated pretty much all these really juicy questions that I ask my clients and have them reflect on. And all of these are how we were talking about today, like bringing yourself back into alignment with yourself and connecting to who you are authentically and your authentic preferences and desires. That's what this whole guided journal is about. So spiritual awakening journal that just came out yesterday everywhere where books are sold. And um, I also have a book called Manifesting Through Meditations. Um, which is also available wherever books are sold. And it goes through my four-step manifestation process and then has a hundred different meditations that are curated, move you through each step of the manifestation process. So it's super juicy. Um, And I have, you can find all my things on my website, CassandraBodzak.com. I have a 40 day guided, uh, guided meditation journey for amplifying your magnetism. Um, yeah. So that might be a good resource for people as well. And I'm very active on Instagram. I have tons of free content and juicy stuff on YouTube. And I have my own podcast called divine downloads. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check it out. So everything you just heard will be linked in the show notes, every single thing. 
So if you want to know, if you want to like find more want, information, we're going to make, I want all the books too. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna, I think we're going to get them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have you back on to elaborate Yay. on one of those books. <laughs> um, Sandra, this has been such a pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like this I, wonderful. it's yeah. such a valuable conversation and I know it's going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much and thank your team for finding us because mm-hmm. this has been amazing. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Okay. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We wish you a life filled with joy and abundance. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. If you enjoyed what you heard, this is the point in the podcast where we would probably ask you to share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, or write a review. We would also probably ask you to check us out on Instagram at Our Manifestation Journey or our website at OurManifestationJourney.com, but we wouldn't do that. No, we wouldn't do that. No, we're not like that. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. What we would love to hear is how your manifestation journey is going. Send us a DM, email, or screenshot an episode and share it if it resonated with you. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. The music for this podcast is provided by the very talented and generous Bonus Points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the incredible William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life full of joy and abundance, and we will see you next time on our manifestation journey.